0: Never tries to cheer my lonely hours. Don't know why I'm so crazy for Jim. Jim never tells me I'm his heart's desire. I never seem to set his love afire. Gone all the years I've wasted on him Sometimes when I get feeling low I say let's call it quits Then I hang on and let him go Breaking my heart in bits. Someday I know that Jim will up and leave me. But even if he does, you can't believe me. I'll go on.
1: Sit down at the table, oh Lord, I can't eat that Somebody please, please help me now Oh, 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 oh Sugar plum dancing all in my mind Every day you whip me, seemed like Valentine's I walk the rainbow, Lord, and I chain the moon Walk around the world and get back before noon, now Baby, you got my mind messed up, darling Sure got my mind messed up now I find open, Lord, and I can't see ya while the woman goes, she can leave for me Somebody just gotta, just gotta help me Oh, uh, oh, yeah, oh, now Baby, you got my mind messed up now you got in my mind rest of night. You know I love you with all of my heart. I do anything you want me to do. For you I'll cry out my heart mountain. Baby, for you I'll spend the deepest
2: welcome to slightly sobbing we are on bff.fm i am in the studio with do you have a dj name or are we just gonna use your real
3: name it is use my name i do not i don't think i had a dj name when <laughs> did you I was never have a show? dj name? no no fun
2: um <laughs> but anyways this is ellison i guess um hello
3: you changed yours
2: <laughs> i did to sensitive urban female because i felt like it went more with my mature slightly sobbing
3: totally now did you do was the show uh uh san francisco state called slightly sobbing yeah
2: we so (laughs) my show was um curated in the wee wee stages of my college career (laughs) in the very own uh ksfs radio station where we met yeah i was like 21 it was cool things were cool was like I guess 21 doesn't sound that long ago, right? Like from 25 but now it's I'm like fuck, that's like anyways, whatever. So our theme this this evening that or this well, yeah. morning, mm-hmm. sorry, it's 4 a.m. is uh <laughs> is quarter life crisis or quartering Ugh. as uh Ellison has coined it. <laughs> um and Ellison do you want to kind of speak on why we chose this theme?
3: Oh, yeah. Um I don't know. I've been in this like uh career rut. Lately. And I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird to like start it off with like a career. I feel like a
2: lot of people in their 20s, though, have this exact problem. Totally. And a lot of people don't like talking about it because yeah, they're yeah. embarrassed about it. But so yeah.
3: I think most of the conversation that I've been having with friends is, is just is coming from this like anxiety about like, w- w- like what do we do next? You know, you, you've done like your first like entry level jobs mm-hmm. and then you, you kind of hate it. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you have you to work. You always hate it. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then from from there, you're you're kind of just lost, and you you don't know what to do, and you kind of stay afloat with like creative things that don't pay you anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then
2: like pay or unpaid internships for the rest of my life. Oh yeah,
3: totally. <laughs> and so yeah, I don't know. And then you get in this like weird weird thing where you're like all the things that you were feeling like right after college that was like super hopeful and like naive and, and, and like, and like all the excitement is slowly going away, if not gone.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. When I graduated college, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I was like, I have this degree and I have experience doing things, but no one's going to hire me to do anything. And hence why I worked in a call center for a year and a half (laughs) for doing ticketing, which, you know, it gave me the, the tools I needed. And I I got to an okay point, but I mean, look, like in your twenties, you're kind of just doing entry level to entry level until you're figuring it out. And at least from my experience, it's like just, just a little path of disappointments on your way to something that maybe is something you kind of want to do. It's never, it's like, that's like the thing when you graduate, you're like, I need this perfect job. Grass is like green, you know, like we're good but then you get to your actual midlife crisis and mm-hmm. you're like well maybe i need to adjust my expectations a little
3: totally which and sucks it sucks and i'm kind of i'm and i'm so in that right now where i'm just like okay i just need to like not aim that high because i w- i was aiming really high mm-hmm. or was very hopeful that i was going to do something really cool but i mean i can still do it is the thing you're, you're going that's to that's the like, other side of it where it's like i i feel like the the quarter life part seems like i should have been doing something already or i should be in something already
2: now i feel like i've had this like back and forth like struggle with my career path type thing where i'm like should i have even gone to college because Mm, mm -hmm. the work experience that i want to do doesn't really need a degree you just need to be you know you just need to be like creative thinker and a hard worker it's not it's not like i'm gonna be a therapist like we were talking about like where people like i'm not like helping people directly or like I'm not a surgeon. I'm not a nurse. Like, I don't need these skills that are taught in school so much. But, I mean, I'm not regretting my decision. But it's like, I feel like I could have been so much farther if I had just gone to work right out of high school.
3: Totally. Um, No, I, I agree. Some of the things I'm doing now, I'm just like, yeah, I could have done this. I mean without a degree or losing out a lot of money for college (laughs) um
2: but anyway so the wikipedia definition of a quarter life crisis (laughs) is a drum roll please (laughs) just kidding that was my laptop um it's not a drum uh it says in popular psychology a quarter life (laughs) crisis is a period (laughs) of popular there's a hyperlink to that too Uh, In popular psychology, a quarter-life crisis is a period of life ranging from 20s to 30s
4: Mm. in which a
2: person begins to feel doubtful about their own (laughs) lives due to stress associated with the transition to adulthood, which is pretty spot on. Totally.
3: No, yeah, that's a good good job, Wikipedia.
2: And it's just like the thing that pissed me off about like college where I was hopeful is because I'm like, okay, we have these skills, we have the degree, I'm gonna be able to get a good job. No one tells you, no, you're not, like, Mm -hmm. especially not right away, and then I feel like a lot of people, I feel like there's two routes after college or, like, after whatever, like, after you're 23 and, like, you're going into a, like, full-time career, it's either, like, people are completely dismayed and don't even do anything, and then... You know, I think there are people who do want to work in cafes full time Mm -hmm. and like that is their actual job path. But a lot of people, I think it's like 50-50. I think that half people do want to do that and then they want to become managers and they want to like run a business, which that's those people. And I think that's really cool too. Yeah, I think so too. But then the other half that are doing like those cafe, like part-time jobs, it's just because they're like, I didn't want to do this shitty like call center job yeah yeah right (laughs) like they didn't want and i get it too it's like you're you don't want to compromise your creativity when you could be you know working part-time somewhere and then also working on like fun projects for sure so it's like i've i've gone Mm -hmm. back and forth on that too i'm like why am i doing this full-time job when it's really not fulfilling like at all
3: yeah yeah so i i think i've met a lot of people who are completely okay with working at cafes and they see they they seem really happy and i'm i'm like jealous of their happiness because they're because they're so content and it's completely okay and i think if they are really like passionate about what they're doing and they're or and or they're doing like other side stuff that like kind of fuels that creative thing that they're doing i'm i am always like you know so supportive of that
2: i also think it's it's there's something to be said about a job where you can go to the job and then be done with the job mm-hmm. when you go home. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm checking my email constantly and I'm like fine with that because I'm a psycho <laughs> and I don't need to be, but I just am. But it's like, if I was working at like my old whole foods job or mm-hmm. like at a cafe, like I wouldn't have to fucking do that shit. No one has to do that. Unless yeah. you're like the main manager,
4: right. but then you
2: also have someone that can cover you if you need, you know, like totally, I feel like when you get into very niche positions or like managerial positions and like companies, no one can cover you when you're on vacation, so you're never going to be fully on vacation. I know.
3: Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that scares me a lot. I don't. I don't have my email on my phone at all, so it doesn't like buzz. And it was. It, it was. It was a decision. I mean, I would get text from my, my managers and be like, uh, "Please read your email." Then I have to log on, <laughs> but it's never on my like actual phone. So yeah,
2: that's so. healthy. Yeah, it <laughs> I'm really <not> is. healthy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I feel like especially the transition from college to you know four or five years out of college is like mm-hmm. so such a crazy transitional period and even if you don't go to college i just feel like from 21 to 25 is like such a weird or even 21 to 27 is mm-hmm. like 21 to 30 let's just go there like yeah. cause i feel like once you're 21 you're kind of fully on your own at least for the most part like totally. most of my friends that's kind of when their parents cut them off or they finish mm-hmm. school or they like got their first full-time job right because a lot of people were doing, like, part-time shit before then. Totally. Um, but it's, like, from there to 30 is, like, so aimless, it feels like. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's, like, and then and then I don't know if you do this, but I compare myself to people all the time, and I know I should not.
3: Yes, I do that, too. And, yeah. y- you know, what's really, what I'm finding really toxic is this um, obsession with, like, young, successful people yes. right now. Because I'm constantly <laughs> comparing myself to people who are doing it like really well and like are actually good and creative and they like i like their shit and then they're like 23 24 and i'm like why (laughs) and so i i need to remind myself that it doesn't matter and like it like things will come for people at a certain time
2: and it's like someone's happiness can be totally like you can see it on like a weird surface level, but you don't know what's actually like going on in their head and stuff. So it's like happiness is such a weird thing that you have to be vigilant about. And it's always easier to see it out of like a perspective via like social media or like, even like if someone's asking me what i'm gonna do my my job's gonna sound so much cooler than it like actually like is day to day you know (laughs) like people are like oh cool you get to go to free shows like you get to do all this cool stuff like you get to see bands and like meet them i'm like yes i do get to do those things but then i also have to be like doing accounting which i didn't think i would have to do like i don't know how to do i'm not good with numbers like and that takes a long fucking time so it's just a very it's a very i have to do accounting up my work
3: too it's weird. It's really weird. <laughs> it's hard. It, what are, are you using QuickBooks?
2: Um, I've gotten trained a little bit on QuickBooks, but mostly like, so like we use Ticketfly as our ticketing system. Yeah. So like I get all of our numbers from the reports that they have um, that like populate from their yeah. website. And then I put it into like documents for my boss to then, it's like, I'm like pre-accounting essentially. Like totally. I'm like doing stuff so that yeah, they can yeah, like yeah. It.
3: I it. Yeah, I was doing that the other day and I was like, wow, I've never thought that i was going to be doing this i, I know it was, it was like an out-of-body experience like, i was like wow 19 year
2: old lizzie is like rolling in her grave because she didn't want to do an accounting class and now i have to do accounting <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's haunting you it's it is haunting <laughs> me
2: and yeah everybody um but anyways let's go ahead and cut back to the music this playlist was curated mostly by ellison and then me a little bit um do you want to kind of touch on these oh, yeah. songs <clears throat> why okay, we chose so- this like playlist
3: yeah, these are called, or most of them are, are Torch songs. Mm-hmm. So Torch songs are like really sentimental um, love songs. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I chose it specifically for this show because I, I think it's like on theme with your, with your whole show. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, it's extra good because they're not just like love songs. They're songs about unrequited love, um, love that is like not known like you have like this crazy like crush or like love for someone but they don't know it. Or it's 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 love that is like leaving you. So oh, that's how um, depressing. <laughs> yeah, it's super depressing. Actually
2: I feel like the songs that I added here, like I didn't mean to do that, but I was like trying to go with your like Nina Simone yeah. theme and I was like, yeah, yeah. here we go. All the and sad stuff I know. <laughs>
3: it's 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 really sad and it it's usually it's usually like inspired by like the blues, of course, but but a lot of them are just really, really um depressing songs and and um
2: like hopeless almost yeah they're super like.
3: <laughs> hopeless so the first song was by billy Holiday and mm-hmm. it's called jim and she is talking about this old partner that she has called jim and i think i think the title torch songs came from this song because she talks about how she is still carrying this like torch for jim and it's basically this like light or like fire that mm-hmm. is in, within you that is is still going and it's like keeping this love for this someone who who you know who won't like return it or like God. give it to you.
2: This is like literally the theme of this like entire show. Like, <laughs> why are my twenties detaching from myself?
3: <laughs> mm, mm, totally. Wow. Yeah. That's 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 a good connection. Ad- adulthood and like leaving leaving innocence and. Uh, eh
2: just being disappointed consi- <laughs> consistently <laughs> Totally. Uh, okay anyways but uh we'll come back we'll talk more about being aimless in your 20s because mm. who doesn't love talking about that and everybody whether you're not 20 yet you should hear this because you need to get prepared <laughs> or oh, if yes. you're past 20s totally hopefully you can relate and <laughs> remember a time where it, it was darker <laughs> Uh, anyways thank you guys for listening to slightly sobbing this is on bff.fm and i am your host sensitive urban female and we are graced with the presence of ellison and, and yeah we good. we'll be back if i can yep and we'll be back
5: They say every distance is not near
6: Kiss me each morning For a million years Hold me each evening By your side Tell me you love me For a million A million years Then if it don't work out Then if it don't work out Then you can tell me goodbye Sweeten my coffee With a morning kiss my dreams with your side Mm -hmm. And after you've loved me for a million a million years Then if it don't work out Goodbye <laughs> If you must go tell you no, 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 but just so that we can't say we try.
2: tuned with us how's it going ellison <laughs> it's, good.
3: it's good it's um it's it's funny jumping into this now when we were just having this yeah. other conversation um because we now i'm like thinking about,
2: about it relationships y'all yes. relationships in your 20s are weird they I are. remember my first half i was like aimlessly just hanging out yeah hooking up with random not random dudes like people i knew yeah. not not always random sometimes random but and i just and i mean like so the first the first version of slightly sobbing was very uh, relationship right, geared. Right. Is what we were kind of talking about before, and I stopped doing it because a lot of my grievances, I think, were like with, especially the SF dating scene, but just dating in your early twenties is mm-hmm. like miserable. Mm-hmm. And like, at least from my experience, a lot of the guys that I would see would already have a preconceived notion about me and just already think I'm cool, but not ask me any questions about myself.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So it was like very hard to get a connection in my mind because I felt like no one was actually trying to get to know me because they just thought they already did.
3: Right, right.
2: And then I didn't like w- the perception that they were putting on me, so I would, mm. like, shut down and not try to, like, break free of it. Totally. Um, Which brought me to a certain point where I was like, I'm not dating people that I know. I'm not dating musicians. Wow. Like, I had all these rules. You set
3: rules for yourself.
2: Because I was, like, done with, like, the bullshit. Because like look okay this is gonna sound like weird but i was booking shows and stuff at the time and like i felt like a lot of guys would want to just date me because they either wanted a show to be booked or because they thought i was like cool like i'm like yeah "Yeah, i mean like what i do whatever i'm not like being like oh like i'm so cool but it's like yeah it's perceived as cool but i didn't do it to be cool Mm -hmm. and it just got so overwhelming that i stopped booking shows i stopped like kind of talking to an entire like subsect of people just Mm -hmm. because it was so overwhelming and then I literally like a month later met my now boyfriend Kyle, and it was so funny because I was like talking to him, um, or I met him at a party and he was like talking about the FCC, and I'm like, "What about the FCC? <laughs> I'm a Becca major." And I was, like, <laughs> I was, like, That's like so, so stupid. So then and then we literally like hit it off like that day, and then we've been dating ever since. But it was just like, and he 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 likes music obviously, but he's not yeah. he's not like this, and like he can play music, but he's not. SF music scene at all and like he's totally he wasn't somebody I knew. So I was like, all right, and I'm too criterious. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's I, been perfect. <laughs> I remember
3: when that happened. It was, it was like, you were just, you were just gone and you were like meeting up with this guy and it was, <laughs> he seemed so mysterious.
2: Yeah. He's pretty mysterious. He, he doesn't talk a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. But what was your experience like? Cause you're in a, you're in a relationship now too. So yep. like up until that point, I mean, you've, you've been in more long-term relationships I feel like than I have been. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I, uh, I, I'm pretty like into, l- long relationships i've never really like i've dated and stuff but it's usually in between like a longer like sandwich between longer relationships Mm -hmm. um but yeah the 20s you know 20s are are weird i i'm usually like into like getting to know someone like for a long period of time and then kind of gauging from there if if it's like a good partner
2: i feel like how do you how did you choose though like when you like were younger and not dating like you're now person Mm. like what, like, what, how did that, like, I don't, maybe it was just me, like, not opening up enough, mm-hmm. like, and that's why I didn't do any long relationships, but I just felt like it was so, like, like, did, do you feel like you faked it at all, like, with some relationships, and just, like, cause you, like, had it in your mind that you did want a, like, long term relationship, mm-hmm. or did you, like, actually kind of have, like, those, connections with those people just like because it was like serendipitous and like lucky i guess
3: yeah so i my my rule for myself was i was going to date people that like can hold like really long conversations with me about like uh like stupid intellectual shit Mm -hmm. that i really like was into and then um that was like that was like that was like my thing which sounds so fucking pretentious but it really was I I would always <laughs> this is a test guys <laughs> I would always go back with like to my friends and be like yeah like this girl I was just like talking to her forever and and um we talked about you know things that I was like into and she seemed interested um but that was that was usually it is like really just getting to know someone really like really deeply yeah and
2: I don't uh, know though it's just like maybe I was just like I think I I mean I definitely had a front up uh, like, when I was younger, just because, like, you know, traumas and shit. But, like, Mm. I never really felt like at least... I mean, obviously, there's a two-way street, but I didn't really feel like the guys... Maybe I was just choosing wrong guys, but, like, they didn't want to talk to me about things. They just wanted to, like, be associated with me, which was weird to me. And then sometimes I would be, like, really into someone, and then they, like... I would try to get to know them really well, and then they just, like, didn't give me the time of day. I think that's just because I, like i'm a masochist at in in a certain in a certain regard yeah um and i honestly like when i first started dating kyle i was like i don't know if i like this dude like Mm. like the reason i did like him because of the the second date we went on like besides like the night we met or whatever the second date we went on he's like so what do you do and i was like oh i do this and he's like oh how how does that work and i was like why are you asking me all these questions (laughs) like I was like, I'm not used to this. And then I was like, that's hella sad. Like, I'm like, I'm not used to people asking me questions <laughs> because I'm usually the one that, because I, I do that where I ask people questions so that I don't have to talk about myself because it makes me uncomfortable. Right. Um, And that was a very early 20s thing. And now I'm, you know, more comfortable talking about myself and asking people questions. And I'm like genuinely interested, but totally. it was like a coping mechanism. I think when I was younger, um, which I think that, From college to now in my like quarter life Mm -hmm. assessment, I've grown to just not give a fuck if I don't like someone. I don't have to like pretend I like them
3: anymore. Yeah, that's that's such a great part of um, maturing is to like realize that you don't have to be friends with everyone and that you can like dislike someone and be like, yeah, I don't want to fuck with you. That's it. And then it ends there. You know, and it's great. And there's it's, like, like so no good. beef
2: because like usually they're like, yeah, me neither. Yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like... yeah,
3: yeah, 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 totally. Where when before I, th- I think I was like, tr- you know, wa- I want to impress people. I, I, I know this like comes from from my childhood because I, I, I was raised by by like a really big family. Mm-hmm. I was like st- I'm the the youngest of six. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I I was constantly trying to get like you know my my siblings like approval
2: yeah and attention Like and I att- mean, it's and hard. attention yeah. yeah
3: it was so it was and I think this like this has affected me a lot but now I think I'm getting a full grasp of like you know not giving a fuck
2: it's easier to let go I have um I follow this one really like funny comic person mm. or like she makes comics her comics are called Sarah's Scribbles mm. and one of them it, it's like like the frame is her younger self in one frame and then like her current self. And it was mm-hmm. like, what if people don't like me? And then the next frame is like her current self. She's like, I don't care. And then it's like, what if they don't like my outfit? And it's like, I don't care. And it's like, what if they think I'm being mean? And it's like, I really don't fucking care. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. yes, same.
3: <laughs> yeah, and you no, know, it's great. It's it's so good. And I think people can tell too when you don't care because then they're just like, oh, okay. Like, you know, you when you have like your own like thing, like your own taste or like your own, thing that you're into mm-hmm. and you're like okay this is what i'm this and you're confident in it yeah people can tell and they're just like okay cool yeah, yeah. And, and it's okay it's like, to be different yeah
2: and it's like no, like i feel like once that pressure is off it's so much easier to just like be candid and talk to people mm-hmm. like
4: mm-hmm.
2: i mean on the flip side which is what we were talking about before is like the career thing i feel like it's not so much like getting people to To like like you, Mm. it's more like getting people to think that you're a professional (laughs) in your like later life, (laughs) totally, or like that you're like comp like uh, accomplished. It's not necessarily like your personality anymore; it's like your accomplishments, which I don't know. I'm not like super into. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. And I mean,
2: it, it depends on the person too. I feel like some people don't really care about that stuff either, for sure. But at least, like, I don't know. It's it's been a weird couple of years where. I feel like my friends who aren't doing something in a certain time frame like don't want to talk to me because they're like, oh, well, like Lizzie's doing like so much. I like feel embarrassed. I don't want to talk to her Uh or like I've been in that point where I'm like, well, shit, I'm like literally doing this and I'm not doing anything else. Like I'm lost. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, Like at a certain point, I was just doing Ticketfly. I was not like bringing at the chapel or like doing radio. I was like Mm -hmm. just working. And I was like, this is so dismal. Like, why am I just doing this? Like, I was like, what are my hobbies? And I like, couldn't think of anything. Yeah, yeah. And it was like in a very weird headspace that I was in.
3: Yeah. Like, I was there last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like I, there's still remnants of it, but I was definitely there last year and it was pretty, it was a lot.
2: I feel like being in your mid twenties is like, having to relearn what you actually like instead of because at least in college, I was like, okay, I like these things. And then mm-hmm. I like forced myself to be like, I like these things. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I don't have to like these things, but right. what do I like?
3: Yeah. 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 Or like, yeah, you're questioning yourself what, what you're into. Yeah. The hobbies thing is like really big because then you're like, oh, I mean, work doesn't define me, but what do I like to do for myself? Yeah. You know, like
2: what, and then what does define me? Cause it's like, I, yeah. especially if you're in a creative field the two like you know sides of the coin is like your creative self and your working self Mm -hmm. and it's like but if those meld together it can be so like yeah Yeah. like where does it where does it cut off where you can like be comfortable because I mean at a certain point if you're only working for your creative projects then it's not as fun and it's Mm -hmm. not as creative because Mm -hmm. you're you're putting too much on the line I feel like. Totally. Um, which I mean, let's transition into that. What are you working on currently? Because you have a bunch of projects going on.
3: Um which yeah. you guys should
2: all check out.
3: I um let's see. So I am working on this storytelling event that actually came out of um, the radio show I had for this station. Um it is called Back Pocket Presents and you actually helped us out for one of our shows. Oh yes. The Valentine's Day show. Oh yeah. Oh um, cute
2: you guys should totally check out do you guys have social media for backpocket
3: (sighs) yeah we have a instagram it's kind of just Mm -hmm. like starting again we've been doing this for i think like two years like on and off um the three years dude maybe three years you're right no Mm -hmm. it's probably three years wow it's horrible we've count we counted like recently like how many shows we've done Mm -hmm. and it's i think it's 12 shows Which seemingly is like a lot for like a a story. Okay, so it's a storytelling event. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) And um, it came out of this show that I had with my um, radio partner, Um, It's called our show was called back pocket. And basically we just invited a bunch of uh, our friends over or like, you know, random San Francisco, like interesting people and basically um, talk to them and ask them for like stories or like intriguing stories Mm -hmm. about like the San Francisco experience just because it was something we were like super interested in um, with like, you know, soul music in the mix. Um, and then I suggested that we do a storytelling event, and we actually did it here in se- in the um, studio, the Secret Alley. You oh yeah, the yeah. Secret so the Secret Alley. <laughs> the Secret Alley. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, we we did one, and it was really fun, and we kept like doing it on and off. And then my um, my partner um, moved to LA, so we like stopped for a year, and then this this year we started again in the beginning of the year, and then now. We have a show in August. It's actually going to be our biggest show. How many? Where is it? So yeah, get okay, us so the Okay, so it, it's at the Balboa Theater <gasps> in the Richmond. <laughs> yes. yes. So it's going to be an actual movie theater. So we have to fill seat, We have to fill 165 seats, which is like really intimidating. Well,
2: how big was the conservatory? The
3: conservatory show, which was a different like uh, like a produ- different production outfit, mm-hmm. um, was... Oh yeah, I forgot. That's Sonic SF. Yeah, that was like, uh, it was called Joyride. But you did the whole thing. (laughs) Uh, With, like, a a bunch of people. But, yeah, I was co-producing it. Um, That was, we, like, that was, I think, like, 130 people. Okay. So it it was a lot of people, and it was, like, definitely, like, my biggest show. Um, But this one, you know, I have, like, more, like, creative... you know, um, integrity and like a lot more. I'm just, like, you know, I'm like one half of the the whole thing. Yeah, so. you're the you're kind of making the decisions.
4: Yeah. What's yeah, the yeah. theme?
3: Okay, so the theme is called Five Senses. Mm-hmm. We usually have five storytellers in our shows, and so we are going to have each storyteller talk about one of the five senses and include that in their story. And so we want it to be. Um we want the sense to be part of the story. So it needs to play a character mm-hmm. or a role in the story okay. instead of it just being like an intro or something. So
2: what about the sixth sense though? <laughs> Ooh <just> <laughs> yeah. Actually that's a good one. Yeah.
3: Um but yeah, I don't know. It's it's really it's kind of um it's really conceptual and when once we like decide we were like really excited about it mm-hmm. and then we're like holy shit we have to like find five different stories when usually we have like a bigger umbrella theme yeah, and yeah. then we just, you know, go from there. But, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting because it's in a, a theater. So we want to make it like multimedia. We want to include like, cool. m- like home movies possibly. Um, we're trying to book a band. Um, do you guys
2: have, like the ticket link set up yet, or like an event page for it? Because we'll link it if you. I'm gonna link it here if we have it.
3: Oh yeah, um, that's it's uh yeah it's not set up yet, but it's gonna be through Balboa Theater. Okay, so cool. so it's I'll just link be, Balboa and yeah. you guys
2: look out for it. It's on the 24th of August. Right? Of August, yeah, exactly. What are, do you know the timing?
3: It's probably gonna be at eight. Okay. Yeah, cool. usually eight to ten is our is our slot, but it's gonna be good. It's gonna be really exciting. We're we have like some story ideas that are gonna be that are like lining up pretty well. So it'll be good.
2: You guys should totally check it out. Storytelling is probably my favorite event to watch or events to watch. And Ellison does an an exceptional job. I think that the only, yeah, the only storytelling events I've seen are his and like the moths and then Sonic SF. But Mm. I, I think that it, it, it works better when else it (laughs) doesn't. um in my in my experience or at least if he has more creative freedom it works uh better but um you're also doing a radio station yeah
3: yeah yeah so um i with some old colleagues there there's this like new radio station that's starting up in san francisco that's actually on the dial which is like rare and weird (laughs) and like yeah because because it's been so impacted for the longest time and you know impacted not only by like you know Radio, station, but radio stations, but, like, by, you know, bigger media conglomerates, you know? So, like, they own multiple radio stations, and you're, that's why you hear the same shit over and over again. But this is going <laughs> to be, like, you know, pretty, like, a new public radio um, uh, station. And it's going to be split up with the old KUSF um, DJ. So 12 hours of it is, is is just going to be music. And then the other 12 hours is going to be... Um, public radio. So all new programming, like new podcasts and like radio shows that is actually going to be on air and like you can hear it on your like car radio if you even play radio (laughs) in your car. Now I will. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's, it's going to be really exciting. We're just ramping up on like funding and I'm part of programming. So I get to like screen shows and and like promote them. So We'll see where it goes. Hopefully, it will be up and running by the beginning of next year. Fuck
2: yeah! Um, so, kind of riffing off that, how do you feel that like in the last like few years the your like projects have like fluctuated like, and when yeah. you're in kind of a lull, like how do you counteract that? Um, mm. From a happening because I mean like you, we, you were saying like last year you were kind of like "Whoa, I'm only doing one thing. I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
3: like no, said. it was it was really weird. I was um, working for this um, Production company that was doing a doc a really big documentary and that like took up a lot of my time mm-hmm. And then I thought that was gonna be like my big break of like transitioning into this is gonna be my creative work And I'm gonna stay in it, but it didn't turn out like that and I kind of just plateaued mm-hmm. and in in and that what was like a really weird feeling because before I had, you know, so many things going on. Like my week was so filled up with, with like projects or like meetings to like do projects and yeah. stuff. Um, and it was really exciting for a while. And then, it, and then I was down to like working and then going home. And then like watching a movie and like doing nothing, and it was weird. I that's that's when I was like, what did what did I like? What do I like to do? Yeah, kind of thing where I was like asking myself.
2: Almost like you lose your identity. Yeah. In in, like your mid twenties, like I totally felt like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, totally. And and yeah, I felt that I was I felt like really like boring, and I was (laughs) like, what would I hang out with myself if I, I had the choice, and yeah, I don't know. It was a, it was a really weird time. Um,
2: I feel like when, you know, you're kind of in that spot
3: because
2: mm. at least for me, like when I was first starting the independent, I didn't really do anything else besides the independent. Cause I kind of needed to get my grounding back. Mm-hmm. And then once I did that, I was like, okay, I can start hanging out with friends again. I can start doing like, like events. Like, so my boyfriend has a candle company and I was like, mm. cool, I'm yes. going to help you him yeah, with totally. this. Like I have, like, I was like, Now that I'm grounded and, like, can do my job, (laughs) like, I know how to do my job and I've, like, been trained on it, I have more confidence that I can, like, do other projects because I kind of have this one on lock. And it was really scary, though, because at first, because I was like, fuck, I don't know if I want to do radio. Like, I don't know if I want to book shows again. I don't think I want to book shows again. I don't really, like, I was like, what do I actually like doing Mm -hmm. that I'm not doing because I'm good at it that I actually like doing because I like doing it, you Mm -hmm. know? That Mm -hmm. was, like, hard to kind of differentiate too
3: totally um yeah no i i for sure was 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 there and um the job was the j- j- job was pretty secure and it was i guess it was pretty demanding just because i was working right under like a producer that was like super like high maintenance mm-hmm. and um so i didn't have like I, w- I didn't have like end times for for my for my shift so it was yeah I that's, was like on a I was on a day rate, and so I could really be working like the the entire day like I could yeah. be working till like you know ten and it wouldn't end until he was like, All right, you're good, which was crazy yeah, that's and not yeah it was it was <laughs> a do. lot and that's why that's i mean partly because that that's why I couldn't do anything else because it i was just like. Yeah, you know, how are you supposed to busy. schedule your life too? Yeah, it's yeah. like
2: if you don't know like when you're going to be off.
3: Exactly. So, it was that was that was a lot and then I really didn't like it, but then I kept telling myself that it was okay because I was going towards something bigger yeah. or like this, this path that I wanted to go to. Um and then um and then that didn't happen and then so it was immediately like it just like stopped because the documentary basically ended and then I was just like, "Okay, I I don't know what to do." And I was like in this like weird And I was in this like weird mood of like what I'm like, you know, kind of readjusting to like doing nothing. And I was like, this should be okay. I was really busy for a long time. I should be okay with like not doing anything. Um, So I wasn't I was like unemployed for like three, two months and I wasn't and I could I like saved a lot of money from that job so I could I could do it. But I was like in this like weird, like shitty mood. Yeah. And I it my girlfriend told me that I was like I seemed like so different. Like I wasn't myself. Yeah. And so I was trying to come up with like um ideas of like what to do and like what to work on, and then I just basically restarted the storytelling event that kind of like helped me kind of kickstarted it yeah, yeah totally
2: yeah. Um, let's go ahead and take a little break, and sure. then I kind of want to touch on more of once you are in like a space where you kind of have to restart how how to like what how did you do it? Like, how did you restart? Like what, what made you want to do that? Totally. Um, so yeah, we'll be back. Thanks for listening guys. We're on slightly sobbing. We're talking about quartering, which now means quarter life crisis. <laughs> We're just going to add it to the dictionary. Uh, thanks for staying tuned. You are on BFF.fm and yeah, I hope you're having a great 4am morning.
3: Good morning.
4: Good morning.
7: I move your picture from my wall and I replace them both large and small, and each new day finds me so blue. nothing takes the place of you I read your letter one by one and I still love you when it's all said and done and oh I'm so blue Because nothing Oh, nothing Takes the place of you I, I write this letter It's raining On my with no pain and I feel the need of you because without you nothing seems the same so I'll wait Until you're home Again I love you But I'm all alone And oh my darling I'm so blue Because nothing Oh but nothing takes the place of you.
8: Dolly was a waitress On the promenade She worked a night shift Dishwater blonde Tall and fine She got a lot of tips Well, earlier I'd been talking stuff In a violent room Fighting with lovers past I needed someone Quicker whip than mine. Dorothy was fast. Well, I ordered. Yeah, let me get a fruit cocktail. I ain't too hungry. Dorothy
4: laughed.
8: She that Sound like a real man to me. If I turn on
2: Hey, hey. <laughs> what's up? This is slightly sobbing on bff.fm. I'm some suburban <clears throat> female, and we are in the house with Ellison. Today, Hi. we are talking about quartering. <laughs> Do you know what that is? It's quarter life crisis, bro. Quartering. <laughs> quartering. It's so funny. It's such a good, like, term, though. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion. Um, but yeah, yeah. it
3: becomes like a verb when you say quartering. It's like, I'm quartering, I'm right, quartering now. right now. I'm quartering right now. it
2: sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, before the break, we were kind of talking about. Being in the lulls and then kind of yeah. What was the thing that made you like switch? Because I feel like there was a certain mm-hmm. point where I'm like, I need to stop feeling sorry for myself and f- yeah. figure out what I want to do. So yeah, how yeah. did that? What what was that resurgence? Like how, what happened?
3: It 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 really was a lot of like feeling sorry for myself, and it was like uh, uh, what I was going through was thinking like it would go in waves where I'm like, wow, I like have no skill, and I'm like shitting on myself like constantly. Mm-hmm. I would I would actually like not get any sleep um, um from this, and it was like this thing when when I would be um, sharing a bed with my with my girlfriend I would you know and and like wake up and and I would tell her like I've been tossing the entire night oh, no. and it was like this thing that I just like go in this like hole where I just like keep shitting on myself and I'm like yeah i'm not I'm not doing anything I'm not going anywhere and this was like pr- it was it was pretty bad um and I was like pretty like you know depressed about it mm-hmm. and then Yeah, it it was to the point where it was like kind of consistent. And then she would be like, What, like, you know, were you tossing again? Were you in that hole again? And I was like, Yeah, yes. And then um, some days I would just be like super positive and I'm like, Okay, I'm going to do it. I would apply to like hella jobs Mm -hmm. and like would be super into it. And then I would just go back into, um, into, you know, that hole again. And it was like really, it was really bad. Um, And then I remembered, I think I was listening to, I think I was listening to a podcast, and it was <laughs> it was uh, WTF with Mark Maron. I love him. Yeah, no. I just me too. finished watching Glow.
2: It's so good. Really, I'm Side watching show. Glow too. It's so good, guys. Watch it. It's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Anyway, sidebar. His
3: his character in it is is really funny. It's Really, so good. Yeah. Um. So I I've been I've been like listening to him, and I was like really thinking of like the way he was like do his like interviewing style was like really like casual and like personal at the same time yeah it's really it's really interesting i was trying to like dissect it in my head and then i was like wow i used to do this like i used to interview people and it was like really fun and then and then yeah from there i was like wow um i think i should just you know do the storytelling events again and then like kind of do that and we started we did one at the beginning of the year and yeah, I just got super excited. It was like, it was a, like a, a resurgence. A, yeah. Like the switch was like turned back on, you know, and I was like getting really excited and be- becoming like really creative and like thinking of like, you know, show production again. So, yeah, yeah. I feel
2: like you just kind of have to remember what made you actually happy about like the things that you've done in your life and you're like and isn't it weird that you forget
4: yeah
2: i mean and it's just easy to because especially if you're kind of more on the like monday through friday working Mm -hmm. on like Mm -hmm. the grind it's like i just want to go home and sleep and like get stoned and not do anything but it's like i i'm not happy when i do that like i'm happy when i'm consistently like doing projects and like working on (sighs) things and like being like out yeah. Out of my out of my house out of my bubble.
3: I really like being busy because then I can award myself with not being busy and being and being lazy and getting stoned and like watching a movie and you know totally. and like being relaxed. So I really like you know doing that stuff. But then yeah, it's so weird that you forget about like what makes you happy and it's such a strange thing. And I think I think it really is part of being um, uh, part of quartering of your quarter life <laughs> crisis quartering um, be, be, because. Um, before when when you know before when you're younger you you kind of just like all you only do things that make you happy, and it's kind of like this um sinful period of your life where you're like, okay, I just want to party or I just want to hang out with friends yeah. or I just wanna and then my parents would always tell me like like chill out from like partying or like you know slow down or something yeah. and I was like, no, this is the best thing you know um and then and then you you um kind of forget about all those like nice happy thoughts
2: yeah I, I mean know. work obviously gets a lot in the way yeah. of like because I mean Monday through Friday or even anything 40 hours a week it's just like draining so it's like I don't want to have to do a project when I've been working like mm. I it's mm, like totally. very exhausting yeah. but I've found that doing more things at least once a week at least like you know the show like I do these events with Kyle for Litwicks and stuff it's just more rewarding than just like hanging out at home and i mean like sometimes i do need to hang out at home and just like chill out but it's like but then i feel like there's an opposite side where i do have friends who are trying really hard to do like these like like freelancing jobs and stuff Mm -hmm. and they're like consistently broke Mm -hmm. but then they're also still living this like party lifestyle Mm -hmm. i feel like i've talked about this with my friends who are i don't want to like dichotomize it like this but like i feel like the people who are in either like full-time jobs or like in full-time relationships or both they're more okay with just kind of doing those things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and on the opposite end where i have friends who kind of have nightlife jobs or Mm -hmm. like have part-time jobs or are single or like are still on that party game they're in their own like like there's kind of misery in both both worlds totally totally. (laughs) like the one like i feel like the people who are like kind of partying are like consistently broke and Mm -hmm. like complaining about being broke but then the people who are more on like the quote unquote stable side are kind of complaining because they're like, I'm bored, I don't have anything else. Like I don't <laughs> I don't have any excitement. So it's like right. where do you find that happy medium? You totally, know, like where totally. you can kind of be stable but also like not boring. <laughs> For sure. And it's hard, especially in your quarter life thing, because it's like I'm trying to create my career, but I, I also feel like I'm losing myself one and also not really having fun mm-hmm. anymore. Um so it's like a weird thing that you kind of have to like keep vigilant about Mm -hmm. like keep eyes on your person like your person
3: how'd you um let's talk about you how'd you like start up this your show again yeah
2: i mean okay so i was like hella sad about just the world (laughs) because the world is fucking sad
3: (laughs) it really is um and
2: i was like i miss doing radio and i i just wasn't i loved doing this show because i love you know talking to people and Mm. it was very much so like an acoustic very like watered down um sad theme beforehand Mm -hmm. it was kind of more broad now i feel like my guests are obviously like my age so now i'm more matured Mm -hmm. the conversations are more matured so i was like i have more things to talk about than just like being like a sad sf dater like you know like (laughs) i have like actual like real life experience now i feel like i've been in like the workforce for like three years now i'm out of college for three years now like or four years almost but I just feel like I had a different viewpoint on being an adult in the city instead mm-hmm. of being like a young adult in the city. Um, so that's why I restarted it because I felt like people did like having a platform where they could kind of hear other people complaining about similar things mm-hmm. that they think, but they don't necessarily want to say out loud. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to kind of give a platform for those people who kind of like, for me, honestly, like being like lost in like having all of these like kind of sad thoughts where i was like i have these things these things that i'm mulling over but i don't have anybody to talk to them about or like it's like it's jarring to talk to someone about it at like a bar or like a party so it's like this is like the safe space where i feel like we're talking about this so this is what yeah
3: yeah. it's a platform yeah i feel like those conversations even though i do love them when they're like random like kind of um like serious conversations, they're always like fleeting. There's always something yeah. that will happen, and then you're like, all right, all right, that's it, yeah. And then it, it like it ends, but like, um, yeah, definitely having this kind of like more like established thing always is is really is because really it's good.
2: like where it's gonna happen it's gonna happen here like it's like it's almost like forcing it to happen you know which like sometimes it has to be that way but like yeah like at a party it's like oh i'm having and sometimes if i'm like at a party and someone talks to me about something like super serious Mm. it just like puts me in a weird funk and i'm like oh well i think i need like but if i'm in the headspace where i'm like planning on talking about things like this Mm -hmm. it kind of gives me more um like i don't know what the word is it kind of more confidence and like come like it's more comfortable for for me yeah because sometimes when people i mean like and i don't like when people ask me things and if i'm like in a depressive state or something i don't want to talk about it like and this gives me a platform where i can talk about it freely and it's it's if people don't want to listen to sad shit they don't have to like it's like if, if i feel like i'm like i've asked my guest to talk about these things they're comfortable talking about it but it's like Sometimes you don't know if someone's comfortable talking about Mm -hmm. certain issues, you know? For sure, yeah. So that's kind of why I restarted this, just because I felt like there was more to say, (laughs) more sad stuff to talk about. (laughs) And I just feel like I am not necessarily super interested in maybe, like, I love live music, but I have Mm -hmm. that part of my life, you know, kind of covered. I now feel like I want to have more in-depth conversations with people I know and people I don't know. I think that it's important to have those things. So yeah, I mean... But yeah, it's just it's just interesting the opposite ends of like the 20s, you know, like mm-hmm. where people are completely broke, completely like depressed, or they're like completely like killing it and making tons of money. Like I only know a couple people doing that. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's like, it's just like, there's no consistency yeah. like in friend groups. I feel like there's always like the complete different spectrum of sure. friends and like, and they, I mean, it fluctuates like you were saying and you we were saying like. I've been in a place where I've only been doing one job or I haven't had a job that I'm, like, able to pay rent. Like, mm-hmm. when I got out of college, I was, like, working at Whole Foods part-time and I was, like, really struggling making money and I was, like, doing all of these, like, hobbies that I was, like, fuck, I guess I have to kind of buckle down and do these jobs, which totally. is kind of hard to, like, face mm-hmm. almost. Like, kind of, like, giving up on your dreams just a little bit.
3: <laughs> For sure, yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's a weird feeling when you are... <laughs> You're like, yeah, I need to, I need to pay rent or like I need to, to eat. (laughs) Yeah. It's, those are, those are weird.
2: Having (laughs) to face reality is really hard. (laughs) I feel like, and I feel like a lot of, not a lot of my friends, but like my friends who, you know, are sometimes broke or sometimes like kind of floundering. It's, it's hard to like face that you kind of have to give up on your dreams, like at least a little bit Mm -hmm. to be, and that sucks. That's like the thing that sucks. It's like, I don't want to come to terms with that, you totally. know, but you just kind of have to. And it's like, ugh, I you, guess this is growing. Do you up. think
3: this is more prevalent with our generation and like the generation before? I mean, what I mean, th- there's definitely always like kind of like, you know, uh, like 25 um, year old being like lost and like not knowing what to do. But like, do you think this happens this is happening in our generation way more than like before or
2: i i mean so from what i've heard from older generations Mm. i think so yes because i think that at least growing up as a millennial you are taught that you can do whatever you want yeah and like you you've like you don't have to do that banking job in your suburban town like there are possibilities if you go to college and stuff and to an extent that is true i think that a lot of people like for instance I've done jobs where I'm like, I'm not happy, I'm gonna quit. Whereas yeah. I think thirty years ago, if I was doing a job, I would just keep doing that job oh, totally. for ten years. Oh,
3: for sure. Yeah. I I have known like
2: I think uh, happiness is more important for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um maybe yeah. not like extreme happiness, but like more than what mm-hmm. the other
3: I was talking to my friend who um who quit her her like her like Google job and then and she was like she she like told her mom and then her mom basically was like are you crazy like you're quitting like the like you know this company this really big company yeah and it's really stable and like why because you because you're unhappy you know and and the other part about it is like um she's an immigrant and her mom's an immigrant so like Mm -hmm. it was like even more of like a blow because she you know she like brought the family exactly Like, like i moved here so you can have like a better life yeah and um and yeah, so it's, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting that we do like put a lot of importance about like ourselves and like our own happiness, which is, which is really good, I think. But then it also, we, we can only, we can't really like blame anything else if we want to like quit and like do our own thing. Yeah. You know I, what I mean? I
2: think like, like, oops. I think when we were like talking about kind of like having to restart, if you don't like, you know, the jump off position uh, that you've taken. hmm it's it's hard because you do have to restart those, like, entry-level positions. And that's where I've had the most, like, frustration, I think, with mm. being in my 20s is, like, well, fuck, if I don't want to do this, then I'm going to have to restart another one. And then yeah. it's scary because you're like, well, I don't want to restart anymore. Yeah. Like, I've already done these, like, bullshit jobs totally. in the beginning. But it's it's kind of coming to terms with either, like, not being 100% happy or mm-hmm. not being 100% uh progressed as much as you should be I guess which For sucks sure. it's like why do you have to choose but that's kind of what I feel like is most jarring about like at least professional work in your 20s
3: definitely yeah I I uh I st- I recently started this new job and I I kind of had to like start over and it's it's not even a thing that I'm like super interested in I I think I mean I'm interested in like show production and stuff mm-hmm. and I'm working in events but like it's really not something I'm finding out that I'm, like, super interested in. I think I want to create my own events. I don't want to create them for other yeah. for other people.
2: And, I mean, the flip side of that is the experience that you're gathering, at least now you know kind of the business side of it. Which, oh, totally. Like, So when I started, like, at, at the indie, I was like, oh, cool. Like, I'm going to be, like, making events and stuff. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's a lot of, like, facility work that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Like, literally just, like, helping my general manager, like, with payroll. And, yeah. like, just, yeah. like, random, like... Stuff that I didn't really think that I, like, would be doing. And, like, <laughs> it's not necessarily glamorous or fun at all. Yeah, yeah. But it's, like, okay, yeah, I get now that this is, like, literally part of a job. For sure. It
3: like, drains the romance, but then but then you're, like, okay, this is the reality of it.
2: Yeah, and but, I mean, at least it's giving you tools so that if you did want to create your own thing, that yeah, you sure. at least know the base level work of it. Yeah. Because I had no idea, like, what went on. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense that you have to send deposits to mm-hmm. bands for the shows that they're going to play. Like, there's just so many little, like, weird things that I'm like, I would have never known this totally. unless I was doing this admin position. For
3: sure. I am I, finding out that, like, I, I thought I had, like, a pretty good grasp on, like, show running. But then I w- once you're, like, given, like, a like a project where the budget is, like, over 100 hundred thousand yeah. dollars i'm like wow what, what what i have no idea like i'm starting over the
2: sense of money like in like a company versus like what i thought like was like income you know <laughs> yeah. i'm like i'm like okay this is my base level income and this is how much money these shows are bringing in this oh, is yeah. insane it's insane it's so like, insane what's happening yeah 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 like it's so crazy to me um but yeah i mean it sucks that like it <laughs> Like, the magic is gone a little bit when mm-hmm. you start positions. But I think that's the harshest reality, at least with millennial 25-year-olds, where it's like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do this job because it doesn't make me happy. Like, mm-hmm. does this make me happy? But then it's like, you do so many of those jobs, and then you're like, okay, I can kind of give and take. Like, totally. I can I yeah, can yeah. be okay doing this, like, like pre-accounting right. if I get to, you know, help this band load in or whatever. Definitely. Like, it's like a give and take thing where I think... At least when I was in college, it was like prepping me for like having the best job in the world. Mm -hmm. Like no one really told you like you're going to have to do like 60 percent bullshit work and then 40 percent fun stuff.
3: Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I I think it's good to realize that, you know, you you when you make those decisions of like not of being like unhappy with a job and you want to like reset. It's very like um like reactionary. Yeah. And, um, a lot of it is like rage quitting. It's like you had a bad day and you're like, all right, I'm done with this. I don't want to do this anymore. I feel anymore. like that's a
2: very millennial thing yeah, too. Yeah, Like absolutely. a lot of people don't understand, um, like putting your time in almost, right. you know? definitely,
3: definitely. Um, especially, I think, especially in like the type of stuff that we were taught with like production or like, mm-hmm. you know, broadcasting and stuff like that. It, you really have to put like your time in and you kind of like have to earn your stripes in a way. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think we forget that as millennials. We're like, we're just like, okay, this doesn't make me happy and I'm important. You know, like I need to be, I need to be happy every time. Yeah. And it, I think part of being, of like getting older and maturing is like knowing that you could be, do you're doing this for like, you know, for a bigger thing for you. Yeah.
2: It's hard yeah. to break free of that. Totally. Um, but yeah, let's go back to some music. <laughs> we'll leave it on that heavy note. Um, <laughs> This is BFF.fm. I am on slightly sobbing, and this is your host, sensitive urban female. I did that all backwards, anyways. This is Allison, also as Hi. our guest. We are quartering. Now <laughs> I just want, like want to go play with like quarters or something. Like I feel like there's a oh, game, yeah. you know? Like, do you
3: remember? I mean, do you remember that um, the knuckles game with the quarters? Uh,
2: so dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyways, we'll be back after this uh, beautiful music break. Maybe we can. Well, we're going to chat up a little bit more about the music when we get back to. For sure. So. Thanks for staying tuned, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. (laughs) I know you guys are all listening live. (laughs)
9: of a star earlier than sunset It's the galaxy's water flowing like a riverbed It's the rain, all oh, the rain drown upon the summer day grown into a supernova back to where we used to play It's an infinite deep as it feasts on time cause it constantly leaves perpetual design cause we worship the keep the tide is going out now as we look out to see legs sprawled and head down yes they shine bright like a million let them bleed twice for a minute Pleasure to have met you You must start tonight To have felt this Oh sublime Like a grain of sand Traveling through time Pleasure to have met you You must start tonight Yes they shine bright Like a million Let them bleed twice For a minute Pleasure to have met you You must start tonight To have felt this oh sublime Like a grain of sand traveling through time Pleasure to have met you You must start tonight
2: back thank you guys all for staying tuned on slightly sobbing i am oh sorry i have my levels too high <laughs> i am sense of urban female and this is talking about quartering with ellison hey
3: i love that song that last song was by frank ocean and i really really love it it he he in, moon river is like this old like um like oldies classic and yeah when i heard it i was like it's really into it
2: yes which is gonna be a perfect segue into talking about the other songs so let's talk about this beautifully curated playlist that you have here if you need me to remind you of the songs i can um Um, what we've played so far is like some patsy klein some mm -hmm. nina simone so like Mm -hmm. what what brought these artists to like fruition for you like why did you choose these specific ones so
3: yeah initially like what we talked about i was super interested in torch songs because they're like self-deprecating and like kind of hopeless and desperate and that's that's kind of what i feel like in in when people have like these quarter life crises. it's like you are so lost and and you want something so bad um or something so bad to happen for you and you want to be like kind of selfish about it but then it just doesn't or it's like it's not being like returned or you know or yeah i don't know it's it, it it is it feels so good to listen to these.
2: Yeah, cuz it's like <laughs> I feel like I mean, I I say this a lot on my show, but I feel like a lot of being of being sad is like oh, I can um I can like have a connection with someone because of mm. our shared sadness. Right. And I like so my boyfriend Kyle has like a like every time I watch like a sad show like The Handmaid's Tale or like mm-hmm. This Is Us and shit like I start crying and he's like <laughs> you look like you're having so much fun decompressing and I'm like I I'm okay it's cathartic <laughs> Yeah
3: yeah absolutely Like a lot of
2: people like not a lot of people but I feel like some people are like why are you torturing yourself it's like but it's not torture It's
3: not it really isn't and it feels good and I feel like and the the great thing about it is I f- I feel like people are having more conversations about it which is which is amazing about like their mental health and stuff Yes very and important. it's so important and I think it's okay to be sad. I think it's okay to be to like be in that. It's important mood. to be sad because
2: yeah. if you are happy all the time, I feel like you're faking it. Mm-hmm. You're not actually like feeling all the emotions that you have, mm-hmm. um, which kind of brings us to like this playlist. It's like a lot of sad music I feel like is kind of taking people's core And then kind of just putting it on display, especially sad songs, because it's like, it's just such a vulnerability that doesn't usually get addressed. And then once it does, it's like an aha moment where it's like, yep, I felt like that exact same thing. And it's like an empathy that a lot of people have trouble with, I think.
3: Yeah, expressing absolutely. I think that Nina Simone song um, from earlier is like my favorite Nina Simone song, and I just lo- I'm like uh, obsessed with Nina Simone. Yeah. I dressed up as her for Halloween. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, we
2: will be sharing that picture as well on the page.
3: Um, yeah, no, definitely. I'll, I'll send it. To you. I was I was pretty proud of it, but yes. I yeah, I don't know. It's it's really good, and she has like a really genuine um voice that's like deeper than most like female singers and mm-hmm. it's it's so it's so real to me i her life is so interesting um <clears throat> and then there's also a roy orbison, <laughs> orbison song in there <laughs> which really it makes me it's like probably the most positive song that has been played um in in this playlist it's called you got it and everyone knows the song but mm-hmm. it that shit makes me cry i have no I have no idea why, but like, there's something really like, um, like really like, like dark about the, about the way he sings and like the way he sings that particular song. It doesn't seem like it's all right.
2: Yeah. And I, I totally <laughs> get it. I feel like a lot of the time when people are like, I don't, what was the song that we were kind of like that summer feeling by mm. like, we haven't played it by Jonathan Richmond. It's like mm, such a melancholy yeah. song. So the, premise is like yeah uh that summer feeling like that you have when you're young uh it's never gonna happen again it's like such a melancholy like nostalgia yeah that like you can never really grasp and i feel like roy orbson kind of has that same vibe totally
3: absolutely where it's like
2: never gonna be better (laughs) or i mean like it's never like i mean grass is always greener to you right like i feel like that's like kind of the main premise of being in your quarter life crisis it's like why isn't my life what I want it to be? But it's Mm -hmm. like grass is always greener. You're not actually like happiness is fleeting. And Mm -hmm. I feel like once you kind of come to terms with that, you can kind of move past your quarter life crisis and kind of move past expectations of yourself and what your life is supposed to be and kind of just like focusing on what your life is like destined for. for so sure and so lame what i said but like you know no,
3: it's it's and it's definitely like a process right like you you almost want that crisis to happen in a way like in a healthy way because because it's okay to to feel that and and then find out that you know you can be you can find contentment like later on or like in the near future yeah after having this and feeling it like really really feeling it
2: and i feel like at least I put a lot of pressure on myself when I first graduated and like was like coming to my own. Mm -hmm. But I've kind of let go of that now. And I feel like it's a process and it's like some days I'm totally good letting it go. Other times I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? What's wrong with me? So I, I mean, I feel like the quarter-life crisis never really subsides even when you're in your 40s i feel yeah. like people are like oh what am i going to do but that's yeah. like your midlife crisis yeah yeah it's like oh yeah exactly <laughs> right there's <laughs> we'll come that back one when we're picky, guys <laughs> <Yeah>. don't worry <laughs> um
3: um yeah no i i think i think it's it's always like a question of like if if you're happy or content and sometimes you don't know and sometimes you are and you don't know that yeah. you're happy or con- or in, and content so it's 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 really it's really weird but. Yeah, the thing is, it's like, I yeah, I got out of college, and I was doing all these, like, creative things, but I still, I knew that there was something that I wanted more out of it, and I, I'm still, I'm still not there, and I'm still, like, so, like, I'm still so hungry for it, you know, and that's why when I'm not doing anything, I get, like, I get, like, really punched in the stomach and i'm like i'm so defeated right now yeah because i'm not doing what i should be doing
2: the hopelessness is real
3: yeah 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 and it's it's almost like a struggle where like when other people are like so content with just doing like normal jobs or like things that they don't are aren't like fully into but they are happy and content
2: i'm so envious of those types yeah of people. yeah it's yeah, like same. and it's i mean it's always you know like people want what they can't have type Mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm. but it's like i wish i was content just being like a chiller like i I can't sit still and then i'm just like i i feel like i have a lot of problems with um i don't know like i have imposter syndrome almost like Mm -hmm. i like i i don't want not saying that like you know being in the suburbs and hanging out is like subpar but it's like i just it's not the life i want to live and it's like that's not what I view as happiness, but I wish that I could just be okay being more comfortable. Like totally. This.
3: But I think most creatives are, are, are in that where they just, they just know that they want to be doing something and they're, you know, destined for something bigger or at least for themselves. And, and I think it, it keeps them, the the drive keeps going, you know, yeah. which is, which is good. But like sometimes it's when you're not there or where you're not in like in the path necessarily, yeah it, it just, it's it's like sucks. the worst it sucks yeah um
2: let's go ahead and take a little bit of a music break we're mm. we're closing out on these two hours and then we'll come and give you guys some sound advice for quartering <laughs> because we're clearly <laughs> professionals yeah, yeah yeah no that's great um we're gonna play some adele because we were saying that that's ultimate torch song for sure she's she's hecka sassy Uh, So thank you guys for staying tuned. This is Slightly Sobbing on BFF.fm. I am your host, Sensitive Urban Female. And we are in the studio with my very good friend, Ellison. So thank you guys for staying tuned. Uh, We'll be back.
10: and there is no one there to dry your tears. I could hold you for a million years To make you feel my love I know you haven't made your mind up yet but
11: smile everybody. <laughs> wow, that was great <laughs> the most depressing
3: song.
2: Um hi hey you guys, we are on slightly sobbing. We're wrapping up the the time here, but before we leave, <clears throat> Ellison, who was our guest. Hello, Ellison. Hello. We are talking about quartering. Uh we're going to give you some advice and by you, I mean our younger selves <laughs> before the quarter life starts. Oh, the man. crisis. The the quartering starts. Mhm. Do you want to go first? So is, I this, can? is this
3: like we're talking to like our 18, 19, 20 year old selves? Yeah.
2: How about like, how about like 21, like mm, pre mm-hmm. ending college, right, like right. right before you yeah. go first. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> Don't make me dance. Um, <laughs> so basically, I guess the advice I would give is be aware that the jobs you're going to do aren't super glamorous and your people who are, or the people who are above you will not necessarily give you extreme tasks right away, Mm -hmm. even if you're qualified and equipped for them, because you do need to start at a lower standard because even if you do know, or even if you think you know what you're doing, you probably don't. I feel like I had a lot of ego Mm -hmm. when I was like first coming out of high school or first coming out of college where I was like, I know how to do this. Why aren't they giving me the opportunities? Mm -hmm. But it's like, you don't understand what goes into positions until you've been in them for like years, honestly. Totally. So I guess I would just be like, don't be as cocky, Yeah, <laughs> relax, you're going to get there and people will realize your potential and you don't have to like rush into it. For sure. That's my advice.
3: Uh, what would I tell myself? I I feel like I would tell myself that I should... I need to continue, like, all the the interests that I have and, like, keep having them Mm -hmm. and, like, kind of stick with them. I I think I tend to pick something up and then, like, put it down a lot of the times. And I I did that, I think, a lot um, when I was younger. And I really just want to, you know, to, you know, focus on things that, like, really, like, make me happy and, like, be okay with being obsessed with it because i i think it was it was almost always there like i would be into like one thing and i would just like drop it and be interested in something else
2: is it because you like weren't getting as far as you wanted to
3: yeah i think so and that like i yeah there i will always like hit a wall and they could be like my own reasons or like reasons in like other like elements in my life or or something but i i don't know i feel like I would be better off now if I just kept doing certain things that I, that like really interest me. Hmm. All
2: right, guys. You heard it here first. <laughs> Stick to your guns and persist on. Totally. Quartering is about persisting, I feel like.
3: There you go. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Anyways, well, thank you so much for joining us. And yes. thank you guys all for listening. Yes, thank you. Any, enjoy your morning. Yeah, enjoy your morning. <laughs> I hope you guys have a great Wednesday. Um, love you. Uh, stay tuned for the next next show and uh keep on keeping on i don't know what i'm doing anymore here we go (laughs) Um, (laughs) we're gonna be playing buddy holly every day because clearly every day things are getting better that's a good one farther than a roller coaster (laughs) those i'm butchering the words all right love you see you guys later
3: (laughs) i I also love you we all love you (laughs) we
2: love you it's gonna be okay bye
12: A little stronger, come what may. Do you ever long for true love from me? Every day it's a getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. Love like yours will surely come my way. Uh, hey, uh, hey, hey, love like yours will surely come my way.